another Monday with Steph B. Now you're probably wondering what should you expect in this episode? It's going to be really interesting. Last week we spoke about introducing a new series. So welcome to the era of the side chick. Now I'm by myself this podcast. There's two empty chairs and that's because we're going to be having something a bit different from what we usually do. I have a few people who I'm going to be calling in to find out about their experiences. If you follow me on social media, you know that I put out a PSA to say, I am looking for people who have knowingly and unknowingly been a side chick or a side guy. Thankfully, people reached out. So we're going to be calling those people to get a bit, inf- a bit, of, a bit more, oh my God, I'm getting tongue tied without them, a bit more information on their experiences. And I think that it's going to hopefully bring, you know, a lot of enlightenment to people who are listening, who may not have wanted to call in, but struggle with, you know, being a side person. So without further ado, we're going to call our first person. Her name is Deja. And we're going to get a bit of an idea of her experience. So I'm dialing right now. Let's see. It's ringing. Hello. Hello. Hey, Deja. This is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much, number one, for joining us today. Um, I absolutely love you. From what I've like, what I've read about you, um, I've read your blog, as you know, and honestly, you seem like an amazing woman. And I think because you're kind of like an example of what a universal woman is, it would be interesting to find out a bit more about your experience of being a side chick. So I wanted you to just tell the listeners a bit of your story. Okay, so, well, it started, I was a little bit younger and I was going through, you know, experiencing um, things. When we're younger, we don't always know everything. So mm-hmm. we got we start to experience things. Um, I actually experienced um, knowing about a side chick first before I actually had my own experience of it. It was like awkward. Mm-hmm. But when I found out about it, 
um, I addressed it, but I wasn't in depth of addressing it because at the time um, I was in an abusive relationship. So some of those mm-hmm. things we don't just bring out and say, oh, I have an issue with this and we need to address this mm-hmm. um, because you're, you'll end up in a, a power struggle. And right. most times you're not gonna win. Yeah. So I found out about her. She was actually like a relativist. You know how you have those people that should be like, This is my cousin or this is my friend, but they're just a friend of your sister or your right. sister. Yeah, so it was like that. And um I'll I was, like, having this real insecure moment when I was just, like, looking through phones and all kinds of stuff. Mm. And um, because when you don't feel um, accepted, appreciated, you know, you start to think that you're crazy. Like, what am I not doing right in order to, you know, be everything for this person that I want to be or I need to be or could be? Right. And um, I started checking phones. I started checking emails. I was checking everything. And um, they say, you go searching and you find. And that's exactly what happened. And um, I tried to be as calm as possible with it. But I felt like I I got angry. I did get angry because I was hurt most of all um, that I even had to experience that. And so when I addressed it, um, it was like really nonchalant. And I was like, oh, okay, so we just do this. I was like, well, maybe I should just do this too. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't that probably wasn't the best response. No, but that's honest. That's I think a lot of women go through that where it's like, okay, well, let's just do this then. Yes, and then we're stuck in um, a situation where we're trying to prove to this person, okay, I can do what you know, what you can do as well. But right. it's like you know, it's the best thing was to leave. And I was, like, ready to leave. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I, you know, went through all of this pain as far as having a baby, you know, nights of no sleep and sacrifices for you, et cetera, et cetera. And this how you going to treat me? No. I'm, yeah. you know. And so I was ready to leave. And me leaving actually resulted in us having, like, a full-blown fight. And, of course, I wasn't going to win because I'm not, you know, I didn't want to fight. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, let's just Let's tussle, and then I know I'm not winning no more, so I don't even want to fight no more. I'm scared now. And that's what, you know, people do. They put fear in you. But going back and forth is actually not um, a great idea. It actually um, takes away from you as a person. It takes away from your strength because, you you know, you weaken yourself because you're doing it um, for the sake of, not for yourself, but to make somebody else um, angry, upset, hurt, to experience what you experience. Right. Well, if you was to leave advice with another woman who's in your shoes who feels that power struggle but also at the same time you know I I believe that as a woman sometimes you can get comfortable with knowing that there's a side chick because it's just like I don't want to lose you and I'm willing to almost degrade myself in order to keep you and it's not because I'm any less of a woman it's just because I have insecurities and that's what sometimes it can boil down to so in your situation, what what would be advice that you would leave with women who are going through the exact same thing that you went through? Um, find a sister, like somebody that's going to be real with you, yeah. um, that's really going to love on you and be genuine with you and tell you, you know, um, 
because sometimes we need reminders of our, you know, our beauty once we've lost it and we've settled for the, you know, I know about her, but she's, she's not me because he's here every night and, you know, she's mm-hmm. not fulfilling this, 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 and, you know, we get like that and we're in a competition, but in all reality, a lot of us don't want to be in that competition competition at all whatsoever oh, yeah. so i would suggest you know finding a sister that's going to be real with you that's going to love on you um but also get in the mirror and start telling yourself how beautiful you are like get some affirmations going and be consistent with the affirmations because they are really really powerful um Definitely. when it, when you're in a power struggle and you just you know have to pull some type of strength you don't even know you have out of you and so like um I didn't have that. So a lot of the times it was like, okay, I'll just stay because it was a generational thing and we got to stop doing the generational, you know, well, my grandma was a side chick and my grandma grandma was a side chick. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to keep doing this because this is what we know. We It's time for us to, you know, start empowering our sisters and be like, no, you, that's, that's your husband. That's who you're dealing with. That's off limits, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to respect you as a woman because I know of you. Right. So, so respecting ourselves and others. Yeah. So now that you did, you have a child with this person as well. Yes, multiple. Okay. So how have you now structured your life in a way where your children are still kind of are they seeing him or is it kind of like a touch and go kind of situation? It's definitely like a touch and go situation. Okay. Um, it's so much more deeper. I guess you have, you have to like follow my story to find out, you know, in depth of where he is right now yeah. in his life and where I am, you know, being a single parent with the children. How can we follow your story? Tell us where we can find you. So I'm on Instagram at Deja underscore Barnes, um, or you can go on to my website. That is com. I'm mm-hmm. on Facebook and um, Deja Barnes as well. I am not on Twitter. I'm trying to figure Twitter out. Twitter no, I'm in like, the same you know. That's fine. I hate Twitter. I, too. I'm trying to figure my life out with that. I'm like, I'll work it out one of these days. Right. I hear that. Well, Deja, you've been absolutely amazing. I think that your story, period, is going to touch so many people. I don't think it's just going to be through this, but in general, you have a voice that a lot of women have lost so in your experience I believe that it's happened because you are strong enough to have dealt with it and you're strong enough to now carry your story and share it with thousands upon millions of women who are going through the exact same thing you're going through and assume that they're alone so thank you so much for being willing to share your story absolutely thank you so much wherever I can change in any aspect I'm a pretty open person so um, wherever I can change, you know, somebody else's life and make it easier for them, I'm always willing, um, you know, because I don't want my story to be anybody else's. So, you yeah. know, surpass me and and do what you got to do to make sure that none of these words have to be your words. But I love you and I appreciate, I love you all who are listening and thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are I appreciate so you. I have one last question. Okay. Random. When was Random, the point? That, <laughs> when did you realize that? Do you know what? I'm actually comfortable being where I am. If that makes sense. Like, when did you think? Okay, I know there's another woman, but I just don't care. Oh, and myself, you mean like? Well, I was just by myself, and I was like, you know what? 
I love me and yeah. I'm appreciate me and I'm a I think it was last year. And this is was like a, definitely a reality check was last year. It's because I, I I'm a I'm a kind of sort of a minimum. I'm in the twenty somethings and a half, you know, thirty three seconds, but right. um <laughs> That's when I started. I had all my, I already had my children and my life surrounded about them. So I didn't know that much about me. And then mm. I turned a different age and I was like, who am I? What am I going to leave? What legacy am I going to leave? What am I going to be about? Like, how do I plan on changing lives? And so mm. I had a, a self check and then I got acne for the first time and it never had, and I cried. I was like, whoa, what happened? And it then, you know, it got to the point where I started to use, like, you know, affirmation, letting myself know, like, I have to love me more than anybody because nobody is going to love me the way that I need to be loved um, first. Right. And then I can pass that love on to my children because if I'm not in my, you know, best health, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, then it's going to trickle down. We're going to have some stressed out kids. Right. We can't have that. <laughs> I hear that. Well, you, like I said, you've been amazing. I do not feel like this will be the last time that we give you a call. I think that your story is incredible. And whatever I can do to help share it, I definitely want to be there to support you as just a fellow woman. So I appreciate you, you, Deja. I appreciate you so much. And call whenever you need to. I'll be willing to pick up the phone, even if I'm asleep. If you need to talk, I'm going to get up. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Deja. And I'll speak to you soon. Likewise. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. See, guys, that was amazing. We have someone who just popped on who... I think a lot of us women go through that where we know there's another woman, but we have insecurities to where we feel like, well, I'm just going to show him that I'm woman enough to be more than that woman. Rather than taking it on ourselves to know, no, I'm woman enough to know that I should be the only woman. Therefore deuces i'm not trying to stick around if i have to share you with somebody else you're not worth my time there's somebody else out there who will give me the opportunity to feel the love that i'm giving to that person so and again deja's story was so interesting because of the fact that she had children with this man like i know there's a lot of women out there who then can feel bound to that man because of the fact that well we got kids now so I don't want to leave you because I don't want to be a single parent. But you can see from her story that I, I've always said, like, women have a superpower. We have an inner strength that a lot of us may not believe that we have, but it's it's built in us. So the next person we're going to call, her name is Jenna. How funny is that, Ben? Her name is Jenna. Oh, yeah, Ben is still with us, guys. Just so you know, Ben is always going to be here because if Ben isn't here, I won't ultimately be here because I don't know what to do without him. But Ben is with us. Hopefully this is not your Jenna, Ben. I hope it's not your Jenna. <laughs> but I'm about to give Jenna a call. And she has a very unique story in herself too. So let's give Jenna a call. It's ringing. Hello. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Steph. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for joining us on The Real Steph B After Dark. I absolutely appreciate and love you for taking out the time to just be here. So thank you. Uh, oh, you're very welcome. Not a problem. I'm happy to 
be a part of the uh, podcast today. That's awesome. Well, Jenna, you have a really unique and beautiful story. You have also a very beautiful spirit. Just from me talking to you on Instagram, you seem absolutely beautiful on the inside and out. So it would be amazing if you could just share the story with us. Yeah, of course. So it happened, um, I'd want to say probably about 11 years ago, because it was right before I met uh, the man that I'm with now that I've been with for the last 10 years. And so I was young and, you know, really naive, and I had just gotten out of a sticky situation before that. So at the beginning, I wasn't really looking for anything serious. Um, but there was this, you know, uh, guy that I had met at a party and he kept trying to pursue me. And in the beginning I was like, Oh no, no, no. And then he started doing really sweet things. Like he would show up at my job with flowers and just, you know, just to say hi for no reason. He was texting me every morning and then throughout the day, just to say hi, like, you know, you're beautiful. I miss you. Just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. And he would text me every night. So after a few weeks, I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'm just being a little cynical. Maybe I should give this, you know, this guy a chance. So Mm -hmm. I did. And, you know, in the beginning, it was great. I was single. He he said he was single. (laughs) Um, And, you know, there were no signs of any, anyone else in the picture. He was really just very um, nurturing and just very available. And then after, you know, a couple, after like two, two and a half months, all of a sudden things just started getting a little weird. Um, I, I remember one time me and one of my girlfriends, we were driving around and I knew that he was at his cousin's house and I was like, Oh, you know, let's go stop by. And this wasn't any like thing random that I've never done before. We've stopped by mm-hmm. before. And he had happened to tell me earlier that day, he was like, oh, I really want to see you later. So I was like, oh, let's surprise him. Let's pick up some food. Let's go have some fun and let's hang out. And so I called him and I was like, hey, do you still want to see me? And he was like, yeah. So I had said to him, I was like, oh, well, I'm actually outside of, out of your house. And he kind of hesitated and he sounded a little weird. And he was like, oh, okay. And then it took him like 10 minutes to come outside, which really wasn't like him at all. And all of a sudden, when he came outside, he was just really, like, very standoffish. He was kind of almost insinuating that he wanted us to leave and come back later. And then all of a sudden, I I turned around, and there was this girl standing on the porch. And she was just staring at me, like, just really, really just, like, staring me up and down, giving me really dirty looks. I had no idea who she was. I had never seen her before. Mm-hmm. And so I had asked him, I'm like, oh, who's that? And he's like, oh, she's a family friend. She's just hanging out. And I said, oh, okay. So I didn't think anything of it again because, you know, up until then I had no reason to not believe him and trust him. And so after that, every time, you know, time we spoke after that for the next few days, it was just a little bit more awkward. And I could kind of tell he was trying to hide something, wasn't really sure what it was. And then all of a sudden I was at work one day and I'm in the, you know, I was working at CVS on the aisle, just putting away stock. And I turn around and I see the same girl and she's walking towards me. Mm -hmm. And so she introduced herself and she was like, you know, I went through his phone and I saw these text messages and photos of you two. And I just want to let you know that him and I have been together off and on for the last two years, but the last but the, but the last eight to nine months, we've been completely exclusive. And 
when I saw you at the car the other day, I knew something was up. So I went through his phone and found all your text messages and photos and all of this stuff between you two. And I just want to let you know that I'm his girlfriend and this is the situation. And then she told me also that I wasn't the only one that he was seeing behind her back. Yes, there were three other girls. Three. This guy was in a polygamous relationship this whole time. Yes, yes. Three other girls besides myself that he was seeing and talking to. And I'm thinking, how did he even have time? Because he was very, like, into always just being available. But then I kind of thought about it. I'm like, okay, well, I work constantly. So there's, you know, that time. And, you know, so her and I are talking. And, you know, I'm telling her, I'm like, I, I apologize. You know, I didn't know. I'm not that type of person. And she was you know, really nice about the situation. She was like, you know, obviously you didn't know because I'm sure the other three girls didn't know. And then all of a sudden he came around the corner and I found out that he had actually drove her to my job because he was, he wanted to come inside to ask me for, to borrow money and told her like, Oh, I'm just running inside real quick. Um, I have to, yeah. he, He said, I'm going to pick up a money gram that, he told her someone someone got him and from looking up all my information on facebook and everything she knew where i worked so she was like i'm not dumb i know that's where jenna works so she got out of his car and he drove off he was like nope like he knew he was caught and i guess he came back and so i had said to him like why would you do that why would you not be truthful to this girl who's being loyal to you you know being the the other girl that was with him off and on for two years you know, why would you do that to, to me, to these other females? And what did you think you were going to gain right. by doing all of this? You know, like, I just didn't understand it. And so he didn't really have much to say. He was just like, oh, I'm never going to be locked down and all of this. So just started saying all this stuff that he just never kind of said before and almost tried to put it back on us. Like, it was our fault that he did this. And wow. yeah, so yeah. <laughs> So, okay, yep. now that you you look back, do you think that, let's say, now this is a bit of a tricky question, but let's mm-hmm. say he would have told you, like, hey, listen, I have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm really into you. Do you think that this situation would have changed or would it have been the same for you? So for, that's actually a really good question. Um, and I have a little bit of experience with something kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm where I was talking to this this guy and I really liked him. We actually worked together and he was like six years older than me um, and he had actually been married and he was separated from his wife at the time and he was like, I really just want to be with you. Like I'm going to be divorced from her. And I was like, oh, okay. Like in the beginning, I was like, I really like you. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, let's just see what happens and and then after, like, a, you know, a few weeks of just that, I, I just didn't feel comfortable anymore. I was like, I know that technically mm. you're, you're in the process of getting divorced, but you're still, you're still legally bound to this person. You still have that bond with them. You still are, are married. And I just, I can't continue to go down that path. Um, I was like, you know, down the line, if you're, you know, if you're, no longer divorced, if you decide not to reconcile with her, then then if, um you know, we can see what happens from there. Um, and, you know, 
there's there was some you know there was someone else that I had actually happened to like at a different point in time and Mm -hmm. he liked me and we kind of always just had those feelings to each other off and on but he was just always in and out of relationships and during his last relationship before I met the man that I'm with now he had said you know I'm really unhappy and I really think that it's because I'm I'm not with you and I was just like you know as a female I feel like I owe it to every other female in this world to do what I would want done to me and that's just to not go there yeah um I I don't feel like I've ever had those feelings that have been strong enough for someone where I'm willing to hurt another person and I I can't see myself ever doing that um to someone else I mean it's been done to me where I've you know been with someone and you know I didn't know that there was someone else and they knew about me and it just it yeah it was a horrible feeling I would never want to do that so Jenna, what would be your advice to women who are in the exact same position you was once in where they have now just found out there's multiple women, maybe for them, they're not as strong as you to just walk away. What would be your advice to give them that courage to do that? My best advice would be to look deep within themselves and to realize that they are worth so much more than that. Sometimes doing the best thing for yourself is the hardest thing. And it does take time. I mean, Mm. even though I wasn't with this other person for that long, it was just, you know, three to four months. I still had fallen for him. I had been around his family, around his friends. So I felt like I started to really gain that bond with him and I had introduced him to my family. So, you know, at first I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. And then what really took me to just say, I'm not going to text him because he was still texting me and calling me even after I found out. What really took me to get to that point was loving myself enough to know that I deserve better than that. And that's one thing that, you know, I've always said to other, my friends or, you know, my sisters that have been in similar situations. And that's the one biggest thing I can say is no one's ever going to love you as much as you love yourself. And you need to love yourself enough to know that you deserve better than that. You deserve to have a man or if you're a man you deserve to have a a woman or whatever the case may be you deserve to have someone in your life that loves you enough and wants to only be with you and that's something so deserving and you need to allow yourself to find that you know why waste your time on someone that isn't going to give you everything that you deserve and that's not willing to just be faithful and that can give that commitment to only you. It is it is hard, but mm. in the end, you're, it's so worth it. I mean, I've been with someone now for almost 11 years, and it took me a lot of trials and tribulations and, you know, bad quote-unquote men, I guess you could say, <laughs> to, to get to where I am now. And, you know, we have a beautiful family together. We're, we're happy. It's not perfect, but it's the kind of love that I've, I've longed for and I've wanted. And I, and I realized that wasn't what I was going to get in those other situations. And, you know, waiting for Mr. Right was definitely so much more rewarding than being with the wrong person. Jenna, you have changed someone's life today. I appreciate you so much for being so open and so honest and just amazing. Like you being willing to share your story and, I think the advice that you've given is so sound. So I 100% appreciate you. I do not think this will be the last time we speak. But thank you so, so much for taking out the time to be with us today. All right, Jenna, well, you have a good day. 
and you I'll speak too, to you Steph. soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Another story, guys, that's really interesting. So we have someone who, this guy was with multiple women. Me and Ben are sitting like five. There was five. Listen, I can barely right now juggle my time with one husband. I'm trying to think, okay, let let me, like, five. Like, I'm trying to think, okay, if I was, right? Like, if I had a guy on the side, plus Chris, plus three other guys, like, Man, please find something better to do with your time. If you are that good at multitasking, God has given you a gift. You need to get extra jobs. How about you get an extra hobby? Why don't you work at a homeless shelter? Like, do something exciting rather than hurting people and hurting ultimately yourself. I found that what Jenna said was so interesting that ultimately her and Deja have left us with the same kind of vibe and that's value yourself. Like, Ladies, once you value yourself, no man can take away that worth. A lot of us, and I, shout out to whoever that girl was who came to Jen and was like, hey, listen, there's, there's five of us, okay? You ain't the only one. But she came out of respect. A lot of us women, when we find out about another woman, we want to kill her. You ain't with her. She don't owe you no loyalty. The person who owes you the loyalty is the man. So always bear in mind if you find yourself in that situation, don't go after the woman. Go after the man. And ladies, have enough integrity to know that why would you want to be with someone you have to share in the first place? I'd barely like to share my Chick-fil-A meal, let alone sharing Chris. I ain't trying to do that. And I'm sure he won't want to share me either. So we have to make sure that in everything we do, we just treat others how we want to be treated. I think that's one thing in the Bible that, it, everything in the Bible is universal, but that is so universal that I feel like if we were to just treat others how we wanted to be treated, life would life would be so much easier. But you know what? I'm not even going to be hard on men because we have a guy who we're about to call. And um, with this guy, he has experienced being a side guy. Now, this for me, this is juicy. And this guy is very open. He's very honest. Funny enough, he is my husband's choreographer. Um, if you know Ken, then you know this guy is everything. If you don't know Ken, get to know Ken. Because honestly, he's a great guy, but not only that, he's very honest. So let's get Ken on the line and find out about the girl who had him as a side guy. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. Hello? He picked up. It's Ken. We got Ken on the line. Hey, Ken. What up? <laughs> Nothing. Just here sitting down. Now, it's, it's just me today. Um, oh, okay. The two other girls who's usually on the podcast are not here. So, oh, where the squad at? Where the they, squad? They left me in the dark. So oh, it's, it's just me by myself. Now, I've saved the best for last. We've had some females come on here and talk about their experience. But I want to prove that it's not just women. It's not just men. Now, men can be trash, but women can be trash as well. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted you to give a bit of your story. I know you are engaged to be married now. So this is all in the past. But it'll be yes. interesting to find out your experience as a side guy. <laughs> That's yeah, so, um, yeah, as a side guy. Well, I didn't know I was a side guy oh, <laughs> until later. Yeah, I, I mean, my feelings were hurt, but, you know, I was I was all right, you know. Um, it started out, we just, I was dancing, of course. I'm a dancer, so, you know, I'm always around girls. And uh, I just started talking to this one chick. I was in college. I was talking to this one chick and, 
I didn't know she had a guy, but we was talking. We started hitting it all. You know, we were going steady for a bit. And the way I found out, the way I found out she had a, the way I found out is her boyfriend messaged me on Facebook (laughs) and was questioning me. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) she played me. (laughs) So, yeah, and I mean, we were going pretty steady, so it was, it was, it was, it was embarrassing. But, you know, I just got to cut it off. Was but, anything... Yeah. Okay, as a man, right? Just because I know... Listen, first of all, can I just shout out to Brittany? Because Brittany has... Brittany kind of read my mind. Brittany's also a dancer, guys. And um, she said it would be good to get you on here because you are just very honest. And I 100% believe that. So I want to know, as a guy, didn't you feel kind of good about yourself as a side guy? Or did you feel bad? Like, oh... Because I know with girls, like, girls can feel like it's more likely a girl can feel insecure about knowing I was a side mm-hmm. chick. Some girls feel empowered by it, but I yeah. want to know from a man's perspective, like how did it make you feel? If you know you're the side guy. Yeah. If you, you know- feel great. Okay. You feel great. As a guy, you feel great. If you know you're the side guy, if you don't know you're the side guy and you're led to believe you're the guy, you're, you're let down. Um, you feel the same way as a girl would feel. Okay. That's interesting. You're hurt. You're hurt. But if you know, it's free ball game. You doing you and, <laughs> right. you know, she's doing her. <laughs> Fair. Okay, so what about, have you ever had a side chick? I guess, no, not really. I mean, when I was single, I was single. I was doing my thing. So I guess okay. everybody was side pieces. Right. <laughs> everybody was fair game. Yeah, everybody was fair game. But I've never really had a side chick. Like while I had a main thing, okay. I never, I, I, I never was ballsy enough. I never had the guts. Do you have friends who did? I have, yeah, all of them. Okay, that ain't no good. So, that ain't no good. <laughs> all right. So with them, like, what's the time? Like, I'm trying to get into the mind of a man who is who feels that it's it's genuinely okay to have two women. Like, you can have your main girl but you can have your side piece. Like, why do, what is it in the man that makes him want that? I, in my honest opinion, I think it just boils down to enjoying sex. Okay. And some, uh, some guys just one girl ain't enough. It's it's almost like a game. Mm. And, you know, who can who can tag the most. Or, you, you know, when you get around the guys, you're like, hey, man, hey, bro, I had that, that, that. You know, a long list is awesome around the guys. Right. Amongst the guys. But, you know, I think, honestly, I, th- I just think it, it comes down to guys truly enjoying sex and kind of a pride thing. Right. But I think yeah. it's the same, in a weird way, though, I think it's the same with women who are side pieces. They enjoy that power to know, ha ha. They they kind of feel that they're the main chick. Side I, I don't believe that side girls have the mentality of a side chick. They have the mentality that technically I'm the main one because you ain't yeah. doing your job. So wow. I I find it interesting how that that kind of plays into effect. The whole point of I have like as you know like a, I'm starting an error on my podcast called the side chick error, and I say it's side chick, mm-hmm. but it's really about side pieces. I kind of want to understand the psychology of not just 
the side piece, but the main person. Like, I know people yeah. who, like, I actually know people in real life who are strong women and they are fine with their husbands being with somebody else at the same time. And the guy is happy about that. So, mm. in saying that, I have a question. Now, this could get you in trouble. So, you don't have to answer. But it's an interesting question. I want to know if Janae came to you. Shout out to Janae. That is Ken's future wife. If she yeah, came to you and said, <laughs> if she said to you, listen, Ken, I'm cool with it being me, you, and another girl. Like, it, I don't want to know about her, but I'm fine with her being, you know, when I can't give you something. Let's say, for example, she's on her period and she's like, I don't feel like mm -hmm. I have a sense. Call Jenny from East Town Mall, whatever, and and you <laughs> go to East, Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. How would that make you feel? Like, would you be okay with it? Would you feel like this is a bit weird? Like, what would be your reaction? And how would you feel? Me and Janae's relationship is we're really tight. So if she said that, m me being me, I would jump to a conclusion and think that she already has a side piece. <laughs> mm, okay that's how because we're that close i would jump to the conclusion and think that you must be already doing this so you you okay with me doing it because you right. doing it. that's my that's what i would think <laughs> but if if that wasn't the case and i was just like i'll be taken aback and i just sit back and just think like yo did she really just say that it take me a it's it, it probably take me about a month to a year to really process that right. and make before i even acted on it so what happens, what has happened in you? Cause you're not, you're not, it's not like you're not, um, you know, you're not an ugly guy and you, like you said, you work around females 24 seven. Um, yeah. what, what is it in you that has been built to say, I want to settle down. I want to be married, even though it, it could almost become second nature to men to, to never know when to settle down. You're just on a hunt for different uh, I, I don't know. I was gonna say vaginas. I, I but. feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm corny. Like I'm a corny dude. So me, I, 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 I believe in love. I believe in you know marriage. I believe in that union. So I always wanted that. Even when I was a kid, I always wanted that. But when I was coming up, of course I was foolish. But I even being around all the women and dancing and doing all this other stuff mm. I, because I'm so corny. I don't always know when a female is hitting on me or when they're interested. Oh, you sound like Chris. But sir, can I just say oh again my. for the record that I've said it before we called Ken, but Chris is, uh, Ken is Chris's choreographer, but they are literally one of the same people. And I didn't realize that at first <laughs> until hanging around Ken and I'm like, okay, I now get why these two spend so much time together. They're not just dancing. Chris sees himself in Ken, and Ken clearly, clearly sees himself in Chris. Something happened. I believe one of their parents is not telling the truth, and they are related. Because oh, that's man. the same as Chris. I will blatantly see someone yeah. is hitting on him, and he's like, they're not. That's just them being nice. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's, that, that, I'm the same way. Wow. I'm corny. I, don't, I never catch it unless they're blatant with it, like just flat out like, yo, I like you. Right. That I I will not process any flirting. It doesn't work. That is interesting. So, so yeah. In you now being engaged and do you do you still find that women are just as kind of like attracted to you? Like they're still kind of trying it with you, knowing you're engaged or it's settled down? Like what's exactly happening with that? 
Uh, I'll say when I'm around Chris, people are extremely friendly knowing my situation. Right. Knowing my situation. But when I'm when I'm by myself and I'm just kind of being out, everybody's pretty respectful. And, but again, Steph, I'm corny. I wouldn't catch it if I if I <laughs> if I wouldn't know. I'm so corny, it's terrible. But nah, um everybody's pretty respectful. Every, females been pretty respectful. I haven't had any issues except when I'm around Chris. Chris did is Chris, a did, yeah. Did Chris tell you about that? The the issues we've been having? He he has not. Chris I had a, a, a t- share, share with the share with the people share with the listeners about the issues that so you've been we, having. So we now nah, not everybody knows that I'm engaged. Not everybody knows. True. So when we on the we out on the road, we were in Utah, and uh, I helped this uh, woman and her daughter get merchandise, and I uh, I made sure that they got in a meet and greet, an exclusive meet and greet, because the meet and greet was shut off the mm. public so i made sure that they got in because they were so nice and they really want they just really want to meet chris and i made sure they got in and everybody's taking pictures with chris and i they're in line and i say hey y'all come on let y'all get in this picture really quick i'll take the picture for you and she goes in her purse and she puts 40 dollars in my pocket oh wow and i'm like i'm like ma'am you do not have to pay me for taking your picture. She's like, no, you did way more than you had to today. You did not have to do that. And I was like, man, please, you do not have to pay me. Like, I, I, this is not for profit. This right. is not what I want. I'm not here to take people's money to get them pictures. But anyway, I said, can you please take it out of my pocket? I had Chris's water. I had his cell phone. I had her cell phone. I had shirts. I had everything. And I couldn't reach in my pocket to take it out and hand it back to her. And I said, could you please take it out of my pocket? She said, no, because I might reach too low. She, oh, she was trying to reach for the goodies. (laughs) She was trying to reach for the, these women ain't no no good. I may reach too low. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And her daughter was right next to her. Her Wait, wait, wait. This is the mother. This isn't the daughter. Yes. This is the mother. She's trifling. She may reach too low. Her teenage daughter's right next to her. And I am my God. embarrassed for her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my. It's just like, mom. Oh yeah. my God. See the thing, see, oh Lord forgive me, but women like that need to be exterminated. Like I wish I had like this zapper that could just bzz, and they're gone. Because first of all, you are grown. If, okay, if, it, if that was a teenage daughter doing that, I kind of be like, okay, Ken, well, she probably has like a little yeah. crush. But this is the mo- the mother is a cougar. She was trying to come for your goodies, Janae. How did she? She was trying to get. She was how trying to get. It was hilarious. She? It was hilarious, and I didn't even know how much money she had given me until <laughs> I was telling. I was telling Chris the story, and I pulled the money out of my pocket. It was like forty dollars, and I was gonna give it to Chris. He's like, "Brett, no, that ain't mine. Don't be trying to put that dirty money on me." Wow. <laughs> we were cutting up. Yeah, it was. It was hilarious. That. That's uh yeah, that's one of the stories. This it gets that crazy. is funny. I've I what well, I've said to people like I feel like, and I say this to Chris all the time. Chris is very naive, but I've had most of Knoxville tell me that they would take my husband away from me. Obviously, they ain't seen what I look like. <laughs> Only joking, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, I I think that a lot of the fight comes when when you get married, and this is just advice for you. The heat turns up. Not only is Chris in the public eye, but ultimately, so are you now, Ken. Everybody knows who Ken mm-hmm. Easterly is. So <laughs> because of that, some women, I, I believe that 
God, because God sanctions marriage, I believe that the enemy's real cunning. Like he knows, okay, mm. you've decided to do something that I hate. Like I don't like marriage. I don't like the fact that two people are willing to be selfless for the rest of their lives. I want you to be selfish. So I'm going to do, mm. I'm going to figure out a way to make sure that ultimately that selfishness is still there. I'm going to play on your ego. I'm going to tell you all the things you want to hear. And sometimes it won't come from your wife. So I've always said to Chris, it's so essential to make sure that when you're married, you don't stop dating the person. You still mm. consistently make that effort because the moment you slack as a man or the moment you slack as a woman, oh, there's someone else around the corner just yeah. waiting on waiting on Ken to put something in their put put their hand in their pants and you know get get feel of what's going on. Like, that's just fact. I've told Chris all the time, and this sounds so terrible, but to all married men who listen. This may be bad advice, but I've told Chris, you need to see every woman as being after you. Even if they're not, mm. you just have to have the perception that every woman wants me. And the, what that kind of does is safeguard you. Because when you believe that, man, no, me, nah, no way. That leaves yeah. you vulnerable to the potential chance that, no, really you. Yes, really way. So it's interesting. And I'm, I, I definitely want to make sure that this doesn't stop. I want you actually in the studio next time, Ken. This is not going to be Absolutely. something that is going to pass by. I want to thank you so much for joining and sharing your experience. And if that lady's listening, you are disgusting. And I'm ashamed of you. And, and you could have given me that $40 and I actually would have taken it and got my nails done. So it's fine. Oh, man. Thank but you for having me, Steph. Thank I you for being it. here. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon, Ken. All right. Thank All right. Take care. So guys, there you have it. There, it's not just men. Us, sometimes women, we are the problem. We go after men. And let me just say this, not all of us, you know, sometimes we're, and that's why it's so important, men, to wear your wedding ring. Now, obviously when you are engaged, you, you don't have a ring on, but some women, they don't even care. Some women, believe it or not, like the chase of a married man. They like the fact that he's married, but that just means I don't have to deal with the issues that the wife has to deal with. I just want his penis and that's it. We have to change that mentality because ultimately, I'm telling you, the way karma works, like the minute you settle down, the minute you're like, okay, you know what I did in my past was wrong. At some point, it will come back and bite you in the butt. And that's why you live every single day for your future. You're not living it for today. You're ultimately living it to say, I want to make sure I safeguard myself. So because of that, I'm just going to do the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to leave you with my quick story now. I've had people, especially since I've been in America, it seems as though I, I, I do not believe I have an accent at all. But people hear that I have an accent. So I told Chris when I was in New York, oh, I don't know what was going on. It's like all of a sudden I became Jennifer Lopez. I was Jenny from the block. Everybody wanted to be on my block. And I don't know why. It was, it was crazy to me. I was calling Chris like, oh my God, like I've never had this many men approach me. Now, if you've seen my wedding ring, my wedding ring is not, it can't be missed. It's very flashy. Chris went all out. So you can spot I have a wedding ring on. But most men, when they approach me, I would say like I'm married. Sorry, they did not care. They were like, so you can't have friends though? No, sir, I can't have friends, especially not friends like you. I don't want a friend like you. So... Ladies, you also have to bear in mind 
men don't care. Men are trash, but women can be just as trashy. And I hope that by the end of this season, you have enough knowledge, enough wisdom, but ultimately enough self-love to not be a part of this cycle of this millennial idea of sharing men or sharing women or your ego, your, your power struggle, wanting to feel like, well, I have to be with this many men, women to look like this. Ultimately, what it says about you is something is missing. When you find a man who has multiple girls, when you find a, late, a woman who just finds it hard to settle down, run. Because what it is is something is missing in that person. And if they can't fulfill it themselves, there's no way you can fulfill it. Ladies, it's important that before you get in a relationship, you see yourself how God sees you. You see yourself in a way that nobody can take you off that pedestal. Because what you're saying is, I ultimately value myself too much to be treated like trash. And just because you're trash, don't mean I have to be trash along with you. You be trash by yourself. So that's it for this week. We are going to make sure that next week we're going to have a reaction from Jess and Shantae. It's always good to get extra opinions. I know you guys like to hear my voice, but it's essential that we hear theirs. They have so much wisdom and knowledge behind them. Ben will be joining us as well. He's here, but he'll be on the mic next week. So thank you guys so much for joining. Shout out to each and every person who has been on this podcast. To those who wanted to be a part of it, but I wasn't able to call you, I promise you. It's, your, your time is coming. Your time is coming. I'm saving you for something greater. So until next time, make sure you follow me on my YouTube channel. Ladies, you want to learn about how to have self-affirmation, how to selfly, how to consciously rather affirm yourself. Follow me on my YouTube, subscribe and join the family. Twitter, oh my God, I'm the same as Deja. Listen, more people follow me, the more people will maybe I'll tweet. Okay, I have like 600 followers. I just don't feel like tweeting. So just try and follow me, tweet me and be like, hey, Steph, you didn't tweet today. And I'll start tweeting along with you. Instagram, Steph B underscore underscore, where all the hype and fun happens. So make sure you are on Instagram because you find out ultimately more about all that's going on in my life through Instagram. And finally, Facebook, which I never leave, but someone actually was like, hey, what about Facebook? I don't have Instagram. So Facebook is simply Steph Blue. And until next time, thank you for joining me on The Real Steph B After Dark. <laughs>